Hello and welcome back to series two of HR on the Grapevine, the HR Grapevine podcast that takes an in-depth look at some of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR stories from over the last week. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I'm joined by Kieran Howes, Deputy Editor at Executive Grapevine, who has a nose for a great HR scoop. So welcome back, Kieran, to our first podcast of 2020. How does it feel to be back? It feels fantastic. Thank you, Soph. Uh, last year, we covered some really, really interesting issues, and I think we made some grand podcasts. So um, let's keep it up in 2020. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, we can keep that going for you. So um, in terms of the topic for this week, we're going to talk about a story which hit headlines um, earlier in the week about fat cat pay which at the time of publication uh, we titled the article FTSE 100 bosses raking 901 pound per hour so new data from the CIPD and think tank the high pay center revealed that by 5 p.m on Monday earlier this week the typical FTSE 100 CEO had already made the equivalent of what a typical UK worker makes in a year's salary so according to 2018 figures FTSE 100 CEOs were paid an average of £3.46 million per year, which equated to an hourly rate of £901 per hour, which compared quite drastically to the hourly wage for the average full-time UK employee of £14.37. So the figures came as large publicly listed firms with more than 250 UK employees have come under greater scrutiny and are now required to disclose the ratio between CEO pay and that of their average worker, as well as providing a justification for the discrepancy in ratio. With big firms now being forced to reveal the pay divides for the first time, um, which the CIPD's Peter Cheese hopes will hold businesses accountable for high executive pay, this will hopefully cut down the pay ratio even further than it already has been. We've obviously seen some notable progress, but many uh, business heads have agreed that a lot more needs to be done in order to close the gap. So do you think that this pay ratio reporting will actually be successful in its intention, Kieran? Well, I think it's essential that people are aware of uh, what these CEOs earn. And I do think it will make a positive difference. I mean, actually, it already has. Uh, In the case of controversial Ryanair boss Michael O'Leary, the publicity storm around him taking home almost €10,000 a day between 2018 and 2019 led to the boss cutting his own pay by 50%. Uh, But then, you know, others will simply ignore the outrage and continue stuffing their pockets. So I think if we cast our mind back to some of the CEOs that have hit headlines, there are quite a lot to discuss. Um, so the one that springs to mind immediately for me is Jeff Fairburn, who is the former CEO at Persimmon, who left in 2018. Um, he was often hit headlines about high executive pay um, and bonuses, etc. But there are lots of other people that we can chat about as well, Kieran. Um, perhaps you want to give us some more examples. So we have loads to talk about. Let's start with uh, Tesla's Elon Musk, a man who's been in the media a lot recently. He gave himself a nice increase of $4,575,310%. That is quite hard to say, according to uh, Investopedia. You've also got T-Mobile CEO John Legere, who took home a 270% increase in pay, making him the eighth best paid in the world. You've also got Disney's Robert Eager, who took home $65,645,214, which is an increase of 81%. And whilst Estée Lauder's CEO, Fabrizio Frida, hasn't 
really received a pay increase in a while, he's still on a pretty comfy $48,753,819. These numbers are just unthinkable for the majority of hard-working professionals out there uh, who make... Yeah, and they make an average of £29,555 per year, according to the CIPD and the High Pay Centre. Um, I think these CEOs need to remember that these people define the success or failure of their business. That's so true, I totally agree. Yeah, and I mean, it's inevitable that CEOs will earn more than, say, someone working in the mailroom, but bridging that gap will go a long way to ensuring financial security for those who may well be struggling. Uh, In July, we heard of reports from Disneyland um, of workers not being able to make ends meet. I mean, Abigail Disney herself, the heiress to the Disney empire, publicly spoke out about these worries. Uh, Yet the CEO is taking home an unimaginable amount of money. It's it's very, very concerning. Yeah, I think you're completely right with what you're saying there. Um, But if we just go back to the data which was collated um, by the CIPD and the High Pay Centre in time for Fat Cat pay week um the cipd's chief executive peter cheese um said that this is the first year that businesses are properly being held accountable for high executive pay and hopefully we'll be able to see more movement on that the more kind of scrutiny that these companies are coming under um he said at the time of publication pay ratio reporting will rightly increase scrutiny on pay and reward practices but reporting the numbers is just the start we need businesses to step up and justify very high levels of pay for top executive Um, particularly in relation to how the rest of the workforce is being rewarded. And actually, many business heads at the time described the level of CEO pay as excessive. Um, And Tim Roach, who is the GMB General Secretary, said at the time of publication, it should be a source of national shame that in just a handful of days, company fat cats will have made more money than the typical UK full-time worker will earn in an entire year. While this is a completely eye-watering figure that will undoubtedly dishearten a lot of people who are working hard throughout the year just to take home a fraction of c-suite pay um employee pay wasn't actually ranked as the most important consideration for job seekers when seeking out a new job opportunity though was it kieran yeah i mean um you know whilst pay does of course uh, feature on the list of key concerns for all workers it's it's actually not the top i mean hayes research found that people are far more concerned about feeling a sense of value and investment in their career from from the top down uh, For example, learning and development, clear career progression, corporate recognition, a positive working environment and autonomy all ranked higher than gaining more money. Um, This may come as a shock for a lot of managers, 58% of whom believed that money was the core motivation behind people leaving. That number is actually far closer to 12% according to CareerBuilder. The real core motivation, according to 79% of people, uh, is a lack of appreciation from their managers. I think that says an awful lot. This, I think, is the core of the HR perspective on this issue. You know, simply fobbing off unhappy workers with money may be a short-term fix. Um, But actually, the things that employees value more um, are centred around having a good, long, happy career. Those things are the real people agenda, and that's what HR needs to focus on. Having said that, there's always got to be a balance. People still have families to feed and electricity bills to pay. And if the CEO is soaking up all of the salary increases in the company, then they obviously aren't valuing their talent enough. 
However, there are some conscious CEOs out there. For example, Google's Larry Page and Sergey Brin uh, have repeatedly refused to take more than $1 per year, and that's since 2004. Uh, They also forego any cash bonus each year. Um, Whilst Twitter's Jack Dorsey accepts just $1.40, which in itself is actually a small joke about the uh, character limit on Twitter. These people appreciate that they have enough and they don't need any more. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. I think hopefully now that we've got um, this greater scrutiny on businesses to um, disclose their pay ratio reporting, um, it will start to close the gap um, and the discrepancies will hopefully become less and less each time. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content. Whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events or market leading research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletter, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit www.hrgreatvine.com. From all of us at HR Grapevine, we'd like to wish you a very happy and prosperous new year. See you next week.